Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. This is Auto Line Daily for September 22nd, 2010, and now the news. Two very famous brands in the aftermarket are being sold. We first reported early in the year that Clorox, the company that owns STP and Armorall, was putting them up for sale. Now the Wall Street Journal reports that Clorox has agreed to sell its auto care brands to a private equity firm. Avista Capital will pay $780 million to acquire those well-known brands. Odessa is the second largest auction house in the United States for selling used cars to car dealers and wholesalers. Barrett-Jackson is the best-known auction house for selling classic cars. Now, Auto Remarketing reports that the two are joining forces. They're forming an alliance to raise their profiles and cross-promote their products, including selling insurance. One area they're pushing into? Internet auctions, because that opens up their markets to an international audience. Back in the 1950s, a little French company called Alpine started building sports cars. In the 1960s, it began an association with Renault, and by the 1970s, it was cleaning up on the race circuit, ultimately winning the Monte Carlo Rally and the 24 Hours of Le Mans. Alpine later built performance versions of Renault's, but now it may revive its sports car heritage. Autocar says this affordable rear-drive sports car could be on the road in three years. Other reports suggest it could be built off the Nissan 370Z platform. I know the name looks like it should be pronounced Alpine, but the proper pronunciation is Alpine. The Michigan State Police evaluated cop cars from each of the Detroit three automakers. Ford's veteran Crown Victoria Police Interceptor faced off against the new Dodge Charger Pursuit model and the Chevrolet Caprice Police Patrol vehicle. The final results of this test will be published later in the year, but Chevy is no doubt happy to announce that the Caprice was the fastest car tested, both in 0 to 60 and 0 to 100 mile an hour acceleration. It also had the best braking. A few weeks ago, we showed you Ford's new police vehicles, one based on the Taurus and one on the 2011 Explorer. They were not officially tested here. And it'll be interesting to see how they perform compared to the offerings from Chevy and Dodge. In other GM news, the company's trying to figure out what to do with used batteries from the Chevrolet Volt. It's working with a company called ABB, which is the world's largest supplier of electrical grid systems. The 16 kilowatt packs could be reused as energy storage systems in wind and solar power generation plants once their automotive lifespan is over. We'll have to see if this can work, but it's probably a long way off since the Volt is not even for sale yet and GM is backing the battery packs with an eight-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Here's a totally crazy invention. According to Autoblog, a Swedish company called Coming Through has developed a system that allows you to tow a car with a motorcycle. Let me say that again. It lets you tow a car with a motorcycle, up to 5,500 pounds. Called the Retriever, it's a special unit that attaches to the back of a Honda Goldwing 1800. I guess they should have called it the Golden Retriever. What? That's funny! This is ideal for quickly moving crashed or disabled vehicles off the road so they don't block traffic. I'm sure towing a car with a motorcycle is doable, but stopping? That's another matter. The company claims the Retriever has a patented braking system, so this shouldn't be a problem. The only downside? 
Top speed for towing is just 20 miles an hour. Think about it. If you gotta lay the bike down, you're getting run over by a car. Talk about coming through. And coming up next, it is time for You Said It. Introducing Bridgestone's third generation of run-flat tires with groundbreaking new Bridgestone technologies. Bridgestone run-flat tires offer improved ride comfort, lower rolling resistance, and improved wear while giving you the peace of mind and comfort you need. And now it's time for some of your feedback. A bunch of you wrote in with your opinions about the new crossover from Nissan called the Juke. You did not like it. Ralph Kerchival says, the Juke should be called the Joke for something that has the style of a cross-eyed toad. And Rob Gross says, I think the J in Juke should be replaced with a P. And Mike G says, the Joke, I mean the Juke, reminds me of the Pontiac Aztec. It is a little sleeker, but a sleeker piece of crap is still a piece of crap. JMO, of course. I guess that stands for just my opinion. And finally, BG1379 saw our review of the Dodge Viper and asks, can someone explain the shifting thing he's talking about? I've never heard of it. What he's referring to is the computer-assisted gear selector known as CAGS. It's a fuel economy trick that forces you to shift from first gear into fourth gear rather than going into second. It literally mechanically forces the gear shift lever from first to fourth. The EPA gives automakers a couple of counts on their fuel economy label if they put this in their car. The Corvette's got it too, or at least it used to have it. The good news, if you just run the engine up to higher revs, like above 2500 RPM, the CAG system is disabled and you can shift like a normal sports car driver. Hey, don't forget to tune in to AutoLine After Hours tomorrow night when our guest will be Chris Pruce, the CEO of OnStar. It used to be the bleeding edge of in-car communication. Today, it seems to be lagging behind. So what's Pruce going to do to get OnStar back on track? Tune in to find out. That's AutoLine After Hours tomorrow night starting live at 7 p.m. Eastern. And that's today's report on the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.